0: Hey, Trash Talkers, not sure if you've heard about the Mills Fabrica before, but I think it's time you did. It's based at the Mills in Wan, a converted old textile mill that's definitely worth a visit. The Mills Fabrica is an incubator fund and space lab store that has produced a number of circular economy startups here in Hong Kong. So if you have an idea for an eco startup, listen closely. Today, we have Alexander Chan, co-director of the Mills Fabrica, to talk about creating new ventures in the circular economy space. So welcome to the show, Alexander.
1: Thank you for having us. Should I call
0: you Alex or Alexander?
1: Alex works well. Okay.
0: Um, Why don't you tell us about Mills Fabrica, how it first started, how you got there? Sure. Uh,
1: So thank you for having us. Uh, Mills, the Mills is a special revitalization project by Nanfung. so Most people know Nanfung today as a property developer or, uh, you know, doing businesses in life science and healthcare. But first business for them was in the textiles manufacturing space. Uh, A couple of years ago, the third generation, uh, Vanessa, she decided to repurpose the last textiles factory that they had into a special uh, retail and innovation hub. So part of the mills is experiential retail mall. They also have a museum about Hong Kong's history in textiles. Uh, But fabric is the innovation arm of the mills. And the mission really is to be a platform, that accelerates innovations for sustainability. And we focus on two industries. One is textiles and apparel, so fashion space. The other space is agriculture and food. Both of these industries, consumer facing industries, that has such a huge impact on sustainability and lots of room for innovation to change some of that.
0: Yeah, super exciting because Hong Kong has such a textile history. So the fact that we can actually be innovators in the textile space too is so cool. But you've done a number of startups like Mango, I think, or Hue, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, um, that have come through yours that are uh, circular economy startups. So how have you supported them and how does it all work?
1: Yeah, so typically there are a few categories of companies that we support. Uh, One is really companies that are producing new uh, materials. So, for example, Mango Materials is using methane to produce new uh, bio-based polyesters, Hugh is using biotech, again, to produce dyes that are a lot more, uh, you know, w- reduces water pollution, uh, reduces chemical usage, more sustainable kind of dyes. Uh, all these companies, what we do is that we provide a lot of support by connecting them to industry. For them to scale, they need to work with large brands or manufacturers, so we really find the right touch points for them. We do a lot of work to increase their brand exposure such that, you know, industry players would um, get to know them through events, through reports that we produce. Uh, and also, we provide internal expertise. So, how do you actually take a company from the lab uh, to manufacturing? How do you actually think about product design? How do you think about consumer engagement, marketing, or impact measurement? So, those are some of the areas that support that we provide for some of these companies.
0: There are a few different options for eco startups in Hong Kong, right? Um, there is uh, there's a green technology fund that the EPD does. Uh, you guys, HKU Shared Impact, what is the first step for an eco-entrepreneur? And and I guess how are you guys a little maybe different or look at the eco-startups that you want to work with?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Uh, you're absolutely right. There are so many different uh, partners in the ecosystem supporting entrepreneurs. Uh, the first thing that we think is most, most important, if someone's thinking about starting a business uh, think about for whatever product or service or technology you're taking on market, what industry pain points are you trying to address? Uh, we've seen a lot of cases where it is a product or technology in search of a solution mm-hmm. uh, or in search of a problem to solve, but actually, what's most important is if you're trying to start something which part of the industry needs are you addressing? Because at the end of the day, those are your customers and that's what you want to make the biggest impact. So a lot of what we try to do is, can we actually, you know, through our interactions with brands and manufacturers, share some of the challenges that they're facing? For example, if they are looking for packaging solutions or if they are looking for ways to reduce water consumption in their production process, how can we feed that more to potential entrepreneurs, to universities, uh, such that they can actually know that, oh, I have the solution that actually fits perfectly with that industry needs. That's where there is a business and also impact opportunity.
0: Huh. And do people have fully formulated ideas when they come to you? Or you know, what is the pitch process to come into your group?
1: Yeah. So uh, we run both uh, investments and incubation. Investments, we look uh, globally uh, for companies Uh, incubation for we are looking for companies based in hong kong or london where we have physical presence
0: okay we got to take it so incubation means getting you from idea to the you know first three months of operation or something like that yeah
1: so for our incubation it's really focused on companies that have a pilot product uh, and ready to launch to market and over 12 months we help a lot to you know connecting to industry players connecting to investors really to help companies that already have a product to scale up in the market. So we run a 12-month program. Uh, it's free of charge. We don't take any equity. Uh, but really it's, you know, to provide a free service for uh, companies that we think that we can help out and support.
0: Do you have to have more than one person in your company to do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have had uh, entrepreneurs that we meet when we first met them was one person. And when they came on board our program, it was you know they started to have a team. They were ready to really to take it forward. Uh, so really open. Uh, we always like meeting companies early, even way before they're ready to get to know them. And when the time's right, we then take them on.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, so because when they're there, they don't necessarily yet have funding, right? So it may be that you're doing this because you believe in it, but you don't necessarily have a salary from it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And typically. The initial ones are, especially you're right in saying that super helpful to find uh, whether there's the right industry needs, product market fit. If there is, what we always suggest is, you know, start with government grants or other grants by other incubators, because that's a fail-safe way, more less risk way to actually have capital to start your business. And if you realize that your business has product market fit, that's where finding investment capital to scale will be most beneficial.
0: Do you think that the eco entrepreneurs are in it for more than, is, is there more that they try to get out of it than just the incubation? Is there a passion as well alongside of it? or?
1: Yeah, we love finding founders that, uh, you know, sees the world differently and want to change the world differently through their business. They're not just in it to make money, but they genuinely believe that through their operating the business, they get a positive impact either on the environment or on a social need. Uh, and where we see, you know, for, you know, government partners, incubators, uh, we like to see them as partners with entrepreneurs that can actually help an entrepreneur provide support that uh, it might be, you know, with industries, complementing them with industry experience or helping them with fundraising, for example. So finding the right set of partners that align with a founder's mission becomes important as well.
0: Yeah. And then that that passion is is really important if you're an entrepreneur. Right. Because it's a lot of. A lot of time and a lot of effort, so not just anybody could do it.
1: It is tough, tough work, like you said, super challenging. Uh, you need a remarkable degree of resilience and the passion and desire to make a difference. That's what keeps entrepreneurs going, even in the toughest of times.
0: Huh. And do you find that there are more and more people that are in it for the passion, more than anything, of younger people that are coming in?
1: Yeah, we are super. We're a wave of a, like a sort of a evolution of changing times, right? The younger generation, the Gen Z, a lot of them are filled with passion. They, even in the ways they consume, when they buy a product, they want to know that it is ethical choice. It is a choice that's better for not just consumers, but for the planet as well. So uh, we believe we'll see more and we're hopeful to support more of these entrepreneurs going forward.
0: That's really exciting. Okay, and you do do some training, right? You had a sustainability festival with Motif, I think, Mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe tell us about that. Yeah,
1: so we ran a 3 days event uh, earlier uh, in February of 2021. 20, uh, uh, the goal really is to help um, industry, so whether it's your entrepreneurs or corporates, to learn more about innovation. Uh, we have, there's three key takeaways from the events. One is really macro changes are coming. You know, China has decided to go um, net zero by 2060, Hong Kong by 2050. Regulations are the same. This will actually promote the industry to adopt more sustainable solutions, Uh, In terms of like the other takeaways, I think one is that all these innovations takes time. So if you're a brand or manufacturer, you need to realize that it's not something like, you know, normal supply relationship where you're just buying materials. It takes time to actually scale up some of these innovations and resources as well. And the final thing also is that a lot of people talk about digitization, uh, but beyond just, you know, the technology parts of it, thinking about the consumer journey, how you actually engaging consumers in the storytelling in Raising awareness, that part is equally, if not more important than the technology itself.
0: Fascinating. Well, thank you so much for coming and introducing us to Mills Fabrica, uh, which everybody you can, Trash Talkers, you can definitely find it all on the website and all of the application grants, etc. And maybe even Alexander Chan might even, if you reach out to him and you have an idea and you say you heard about it on Trash Talk, he might respond with an appointment. I don't know.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having us and love to hear from everyone out there. So feel free to reach out to us.
0: Great. All right. Thank you, Alex.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.